This is the Dialogue Fireside series. Hello and welcome to those joining us on Zoom and live on Facebook to Dialogue Firesides on May 16th, 2021. I am Taylor Petrie, conducting today on behalf of the Dialogue Foundation Board. Board members Michael Austin, Chris Kimball, Rebecca Deschweinitz, and Dalian Namaseku are here as part of our group today. Uh, more than 50 years of Dialogue content, articles, essays, poetry, and art is available online at DialogueJournal.com. These Dialogue Fireside sessions are posted on the Dialogue Journal YouTube channel and our podcast feed in your favorite podcast app and at dialoguejournal.com slash podcasts. We're so grateful for our dedicated audience, and if you're enjoying these events, please consider supporting Dialogue by subscribing or donating, donating at dialoguejournal.com slash subscribe. Tonight, we're pleased to hear from Marlena Wilding. Her remarks today are titled, Art, the Spiritual Language of the Soul. Marlena Wilding is a mixed media artist who currently lives and works in Seattle, Washington with her husband and two children. Born and raised in Utah County in the LDS faith in one of, in one of the few black families in the state, Marlena brings a unique perspective to her work. She received a BA at Brigham Young University in visual arts. She creates layered works portrayed both physically and metaphorically. Marlena has had the privilege to be featured in work and work alongside J. Kirk Richards and is currently working on a collaborative project with Kirk and other amazing artists. Uh, she has had her work featured in various galleries and art publications in the United States and the UK. She's also trained as a teacher specializing in art education and art therapy. She's taught at-risk youth to channel their pain, joy, and experience into art to bring healing and self-love while also pursuing a master's degree in special education at Weber State University. Her art is featured in the spring 2021 issue of Dialogue, a journal of Mormon thought, and uh, is uh, uh, including the powerful cover image that is uh, featured here on the screen. After Marlena's remarks, we'll be opening up for a Q&A. Our audience may submit uh, comments in the chat and I will help to moderate those comments along with the other panelists here. We'll have an invocation by Isha Le uh, Lehman, who is an artist based in Provo, Utah. She is currently in Brigham Young University's Studio Art BFA program with minors in sociology and Africana studies. Her work is often research-based, grappling with the complexities of identity in race, ethnicity, gender, and spirituality. We'll then move immediately to our main presentation, Aisha. Dear God, we're so grateful that we have the opportunity to hear from Marlena today, that we get to learn from her, her experiences, her creative process, and how it all ties to her spirituality. And um, we're grateful that we can meet together as a community and learn from one another. Um, we pray that we will have a spirit with us that will each be inspired to know how we can move forward in our own personal lives. And we say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So I'm good to go, I'm assuming. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm gonna share my screen. So I have a little bit of a, a PowerPoint. So I'll get that going right now. And that. Okay, so um, the topic or how what I'm sharing is um, kind of talking about how art um, has kind of been a way that has really helped me. Um, so art, the spiritual language of the soul. 
is kind of the title. And so I want to talk about what is art, first of all. Um, and I believe art can be defined as any creative situation, aesthetic or communicative with emotional purposes. And that's kind of how I, I view art, um, which is an amazing thing. Um, and, I, and I also see art as communication. And throughout history, people have used art to communicate without relying on words. Um, art could express political ideas, reinforce religion, and um, hold on, I can't read that one part or convey deeply personal thoughts. And so I've used art a lot um, to help with this and with for, for me. Um, and I also have felt very um, much that Jesus used short stories, right? And I saw a lot of his short stories as, as poetry. Um, and I, I love the parables. They have helped me so much. You know, when you think of the Good Samaritan, the parable of the mustard seeds, as you can see, there's so many more parables that Christ has used. And I think that's such a powerful thing that, you know, he has done. Um, and why did Christ use parables? In my opinion, <laughs> and I'm sure others share this as well, but it'd be, it's interesting when someone shares a story with you about an idea. Um, I think, you know, when someone shares a story with you, one, they're not necessarily um, telling you what you should do per, per se, but they're kind of sharing an idea and those who get the idea will be able to process, process that and move on and use that. But that, those who don't get the idea, then it's okay. You know, there's no judgment. There's still love. It's unconditional. It's, it's an unconditional love. It's, it's a way to share something without being like, oh, okay, so you, you know, if you don't understand the story, it's okay. One day you will. And if you don't, it's fine. But those who understand it, We'll be able to use that moving forward so kind of hold that on the back burner because now i'm going to kind of go into the intro into my work so i um ever since i was a little girl i always wanted to be an artist that's the only thing i ever wanted to do well and be a singer that was another thing but these are like the first drawings that i could find that i've ever done and i believe this was when i was in third grade or second grade i can't remember um, but I, I was really obsessed with artwork. Um, I mean, with, with drawing, with painting. Um, I was into anime. Yeah, I was one of those kids. Um, but just to show you kind of, I want to kind of show you the progression. Um, mainly because as I go further into my current work, um, a lot of my work um, that I, I love to do currently is symbolic. And I'll kind of go into that later. This is my middle school artwork, um, you know, my teens. Um, this is kind of the things that I was working on. Um, but yeah, I was so in love with art. I always used it in so many ways. And I like to explore different, different um, you know, techniques. Um, and as you can see um, right here. Um, and then this is my high school, some of the high school portraits that I did. Um, and as you can see, I'll just point that out. I mean, obviously, as you can see, there's not too much diversity here. Um, almost everywhere that I, any school that I went to, I was the either one of the few black kids or the only black kid in my class. Um, and so, but these were some really great friends of mine that I was able to model. And as you can see, there's some you know, kind of emotion is in some of these paintings. I like to kind of share that in my work. 
Um, so here's some of my high school work. And then here are some of my drawings that I kind of explored in college. These were kind of quick sketches that I've done just to kind of share, you know, there's, there's different techniques that I like to explore um, and some drawings that I think were just fun to do. Um, and then I found watercolor, one of my favorite, um, favorite, favorite um, painting um, techniques I love to use. Um, and if anyone is kind of knows some of my work that I do now, they'll see that I like to use a lot of those different, um, you know, uh, techniques or um, uh, what is the word? Like mom brain, um, you get what I mean. I like to use different painting modalities or um, things within my work. But these are just kind of some of the, like I just basically, I guess what I'm doing is showing you guys like I can draw <laughs> so and I can paint. Um, but moving on. so. I just wanted to share, and I kind of shared this a little bit, but art allows me to connect with others on different levels, um, share a different perspective and, you know, process emotions that I'm going through and to heal. Art really helped me. And I believe art does that for a lot of people. And when I think of art, I mean, a lot of people dance, they sing, they write, um, meditation, prayer, um, even sports, like there's a lot of ways to process emotions and to heal and a lot of people use different things. And for me, art has been one of those. So this is one of my first pieces that I did um, when I graduated uh, from BYU. Um, I'm currently at this moment, I actually worked at, as, as you guys heard before, but I was a teacher, an art teacher at a facility for at-risk youth. And this piece was inspired by, by my students. Um, I was so amazed by them. And I think a lot of this work um, kind of tying into, you know, wanting to connect with others on different level, levels and also sharing a different perspective. This series is based on um, a group of work that I titled The Worth of Souls. I have not finished it. I, at the end, I wanted to do like a hundred portraits, but I only got to like five. <laughs> because uh, been busy, have two kids. But um, this was kind of for my students. Um, a lot of them, I saw them as such beautiful, you know, um, just amazing individuals. Um, and, and so I kind of was inspired by them. So I've made a lot of art to kind of share perspective or help see people in different ways. Um, this Eve piece I made as well, um, which with a lot of my work, um, I mean, yes, it's a portrait, you know, it's a woman, but I like to put a lot of symbols in there at, at, at points. Um, and actually when I made this piece, I was kind of, you know, kind of commenting on um, wet nurses and um, kind of things of, that have gone in with my, um, my heritage and, you know, African-American heritage within, uh, just kind of commenting on that a little bit and just processing certain things and, um, the cool thing about this piece actually is I actually was not finished with it. Um, I had painted this uh, within like six hours and I had a show because I tend to procrastinate sometimes and I had a show the next day and I priced it at a price that I was thinking, oh, no one's going to buy that. And then I put it out there and it was bought immediately. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> on pieces that I didn't spend that much time on that people wanted to buy my work. But now I want to get into nitty gritty. This is like the real stuff here. Um, process emotions to heal. Um, 
And this is where I feel art has been most beneficial for me. Um, as you kind of seen before my previous work, um, I like to surprise people. I mean, I don't like to necessarily stay in one lane, but I kind of like to explore different areas. I kind of like to make work that's more on the surface. I kind of like to make work that's, you know, really deep within. And then I like to make work in between. Um, but going back to why I talked about the parables, because that has taught me so much. Um, I learned to paint using symbols. And the parables taught me that, especially because I was the only, at the time, it's changed now, but at the time, um, I was the only black art student at BYU. I was the only one. Um, and at that time, I was discovering a lot of things about myself. I was learning about my, you know, the history of my ancestors for the first time, mind you. Um, I mean, I learned little bits and pieces here and there, but not a lot of the nitty gritty. So I was going through a lot. <laughs> um, and this is kind of how I felt. This picture literally is how I felt. <laughs> I felt, I, I learned really early on how to kind of appear as happy and, you know, just, just, uh, just to kind of just, I felt, it, I didn't feel safe as you can see what I wrote. Um, I didn't really feel safe to express any negative emotions because of certain stereotypes that um, I heard often, um, especially, you know, being angry. But to be honest, I was very angry. Uh, I was very angry and art can help me process that anger. Um, but this is literally just to make it a light. This is like literally how I felt where I would smile, but it was just also very angry. And, um, so I learned that if I made work one, I learned that in order for, um, let's see, how can I say this? Um, if I wanted to share um, an idea or, or even something that I'm feeling, I realized that I had to find a way to make it symbolic so that others could kind of, it was no, it was kind of, people could look at it and um, digest it in the way that they, they could, if that makes sense. It was on their terms in a way. So if someone didn't understand, like there's many people who see this piece and they're like, oh, that's a really cool pattern. And I named it pattern for a specific reason because for those who don't know what it is, they can just be like, oh, that's such a lovely pattern and move on. You know, they could get something out of it. But somebody who knew or has seen the diagram of the slave ship, they would understand, oh, whoa, those are how the bodies were laid in the slave, the slave ship. And then if someone also understood, you know, the type of material I decided to paint it on, they'd be like, oh, she painted on cargo paper. And then there's kind of more to the story. And so that's kind of what I meant earlier where I like to paint in layers and I, I like to use symbolism for my work, but then at the same time, everybody can kind of get something from it, you know, um, or just move on if it doesn't resonate. But this is, this is kind of how I was able to make work when I'm being the only black student in my classes um, and still feel like um, it could be digested, not saying it was necessarily the way that I always, you know, wanted it to be, but I also, you know, felt inspired by, like I said, um, the parables. Um, another piece, the past, I mean, yes, this one might be a little bit more, oh, it's a noose, but, 
you know, I named it the past for a reason. Um, so it would be like, oh, I, that's interesting. Um, but to kind of express this piece of artwork, um, I don't know if you can see, but there is a fingerprint in it. And just, I kind of talked about like this piece kind of was um, how oftentimes when it comes to, um, when it comes to your heritage, we are all affected by certain things and some things haven't been healed yet. And just how, you know, I have never experienced slavery, um, but I have experienced some other things and I still feel like there's this tie to that. Um, I mean, since then I've gotten a lot of healing from that, but just that's kind of the comment on this piece. I mean, there's more to that, but that's kind of what I'll share at this, this point. Um, and this piece called Land of the, I, 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 this is another piece. If someone looks at it, they're like, oh, it's very abstract. That's, you know, that's interesting. But um, there is a lot of symbolism within this piece. And that's just kind of how I learned to be able, and it's, I mean, I'm gonna be honest, I do feel it was unfortunate that I didn't feel safe to kind of, um, you know, express in different ways. But at the same time, um, I, I do love symbolism. I do love the idea of that. And so with this piece, um, there is a lot of, um, there's a lot to this piece. Um, and uh, I think this piece is actually um, in the church museum right now. So you can go and see that one. Um, and if you wanna hear more about this piece, we can talk about it later, but I'll move on. Um, there's another piece, a little man. Um, I, I, again, I like to um, use a lot of symbolism and just kind of explore different things. Um, I'm curious what other, I often don't share sometimes what pieces are about because I'm curious what people think. Cause I, I like, I also like people coming up with their, you know, connecting on their own way and um, kind of uh, coming up with their own ideas as to what certain things mean. But when I made this piece, I was kind of, you know, frustrated about certain ideas and, you know, being a woman and what that means and how, um, how it's kind of portrayed and how, um, how it's, um, how women are always uh, represented. And uh, again, I can talk about some of those things later because these are kind of charged, but um, but then there's this piece. Um, this is probably this is probably one of the pieces um, that had a lot in for me. Um, and unfortunately, this piece after after I made this piece, I haven't really made any art for years because um, I mean, if you know the story as to what happened with this piece, um, you'll know why. But I just didn't have there wasn't a lot of feedback, you know, I, and at that time I wasn't the most confident. So when someone you really respects, you know, says something about a piece, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard to listen to yourself and, and sometimes you rely on others' opinions. But again, with this piece, there's a reason why I untitled it. Um, because if I titled, you know, kind of more of what it was saying, then it kind of it kind of uh, didn't allow that mystery, didn't really allow for people to kind of come and figure things on their own terms. So anyway, that's kind of where, um, you know, talking about my work and, and the importance to me for using symbolism. Um, but then as I have gone through the years, I worked on a lot of self-love and I, I realized that 
um, in order for me to heal that I needed to kind of, um, you know, as I kind of was talking about earlier, anger was the emotion. One of the main emotions I had a really hard time letting myself feel. Um, and I didn't understand the point of anger, but I was very angry um, about, you know, certain things. And I realized in order for me to heal, I needed to listen to that anger and to, um, and, you know, I think subconsciously I already did that as you see, saw in those other pieces where I kind of allowed my, you know, those feelings to come out in my artwork um, within the patterns past and untitled. Um, but the beautiful thing about, um, you know, going towards is that it's like you're acknowledging it and then it, you can kind of let it go. You know, um, like I was saying, you know, filling my art allows uh, me to feel anger, my pain, and then allows me to let it go. And um, I kind of like, like to relate this to the Chinese finger trap. I think sometimes when we have uh, quote unquote negative emotions, we try to avoid those things, but the best way to, to you know, come back into that love and to let go of that fear is to actually go towards it. And I think of like a Chinese finger trap, you know, in order to get out of that trap, you have to put the two fingers together. You gotta like let yourself be angry. <laughs> and then when you acknowledge that it's real, then it will go away. Um, and that has been such a healing thing that I learned. Um, and I think even when it comes to certain issues that, you know, I think the world is dealing with, is it's so important to acknowledge things, look at it, and then it, people can let it go, you know? But the unfortunate thing is people avoid so many painful things because they don't wanna look at it and acknowledge that it's real. Um, anyway, that's another thing. But after I've, I've kind of gone through the self-healing, cause I, I, um, I made this piece called So, um, that was the original title anyway. Um, but, you know, adding, um, so um, Patterns of America is kind of more um, about this piece. But this particular piece, um, I had a lot of struggles uh, with certain things. And the one thing about art for me is that allowed me to look at some things, you know, kind of look at my frustrations, my anger, transform it into something beautiful, in, in my opinion, and then let it go. But then at the same time, for other people to get something from it, you know, that's, that's kind of how I've been able to use that anger that I feel and kind of be able to move on myself because um, I was so bogged down by certain things and I wanted to be happy and I wanted to have self-love and to kind of heal a lot of that ancestral um, pain. Um, and so, you know, in this particular piece, it was really important for me, you know, to do to acknowledge my feelings about certain things, be vulnerable, share it. <laughs> and the cool thing is, is there's other people that felt similarly, and then I could let it go. And then in the process, like I said, you know, others could see my perspective or they could relate to it in some way and that could help, you know, for healing. Um, so um, I guess that's kind of the end of the slideshow, but um, I, I, I kind of, I kind of alluded to this, but after I did that, that, uh, and I guess I'll stop sharing, I'll show my face. Um, but after I did, Let's see, can you see my face? Let's do, 
how do I not share anymore? You're, you're not sharing now. You're fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm a mom. Um, anyway, um, so I, and I, I just kind of forgot what I was talking about. I had one of those moments. What was I talking about? Um, I totally forgot what I was talking about. I was like on a roll. Um, what was I talking about? I think you were, I think you were talking about untitled. You said after you shared that piece. Oh, thank you. After I, sh I did that piece, I haven't made art for four years. And then I kind of had to go through a lot of healing and a letting my voice be heard because um, I didn't feel it was, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. It was hard sharing some of those works and not really having a lot of others who could kind of relate to my pieces. And then it was cool when I finally, I almost threw Untitled away, by the way, after I had that critique, it was kind of walked away and I brought it out and shared it. And it was just amazing the response um, from others. And um it's just been, it's just been a, an amazing experience. And so to be honest, besides some of my sketches, as you can see that I showed you, I have about 10 pieces of art to my name. I have not made a lot of work. And so now I'm, I'm, I have a lot more projects that I'm making more of. Um, and, you know, and I feel, you know, feel better about sharing, sharing my experiences and, and also, you know, not always on race, just, you know, like I said before, like I, I, there's other things that I want to share. And I think the, the funnest thing in my art, <laughs> I love to surprise people because, you know, people like to be like, oh, Marlena, you do this kind of art. And I'm like, really, do I? I'm going to show you something else. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think we're all multidimensional. We all have different um, things about us. And, you know, I, that's something about art. And, you know, just to, to share for those who are interested in being artists, or interested in expressing themselves, I think the best thing you can do is to be vulnerable and share what you have to share. I mean, I think I love it when people can feel something when they when they see my work. But, you know, I just going back, you know, um, to, you know, art is is an amazing thing. And, um, and again, like I said earlier, it, art is so many different facets. But yeah, that's, that's kind of what I wanted to share. And I would love to see what questions we have. Do you want to do the uh, music piece, Marlena? Oh, oh, yes, I forgot. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, so um, what I'll be sharing is um, this piece I actually did. <laughs> I think back when I shared it at BYU, um, again, mind you, only black student <laughs> in the classroom, but this piece was really important to me and it kind of, um, you know, cause I, I like, like I said, I'm a, I'm a um, mixed media artist. So I like to use so many different medias to kind of share certain things. So um, what you'll be hearing is my piece called Swept Under the Rug. Um, and so I hope you enjoy. Every three years, an ancient ritual takes place here. Every three years. 
ritual takes place here. Marlena, thank you for this. This has been absolutely riveting and uh, very enthusiastic uh, uh, questions that are already kind of uh, been piling up here. Uh, <laughs> we're going to let people uh, take a few minutes to to continue to ask questions, but um, I think that a lot of people are very curious. The suspense has sort of been built up about uh, the experience behind the Untitled, the, the reaction to it. And it may be a very sensitive story. And so if you're not comfortable sharing it, that, that's fine. We want to respect that. But a number of people have asked if you would, wouldn't mind expanding on that. So Untitled. Um, yes, um, I made that piece. So at that time, um, I was in the UK. Um, I was learning more about the slave trade. Um, I, and in fact, all of those pieces that you saw were all in a series that I did that all when I was in the UK um, at that time. But that piece, it's interesting because I made that in 2013. Um, and that was before, um, you know, obviously from my experience, there's a lot of other things that have happened, but before more people got, uh, saw things publicly when it comes to George Floyd and like other things that have happened, um, Floyd, wow. Um, so, that piece. Um, so when it comes to um, 
Like, what should I share about that? My, so I, I have, um, <laughs> I have family who have um, been in the system um, and, um, and oddly enough, those who are also experienced similar things um, than my family did not experience the same things as my as as my family they were able to you know continue on in life and 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 so and I also have brothers um it's it's a different experience than mine um you know being a black woman in Utah but my brothers all had very interesting experiences and had to learn you know I think that picture that I showed um but they had to learn how to not be a threat um and with that piece you know, the thing is, is that um, when you, when there's so much generational trauma, um, it's like, I think of it like this. It's like when you have flies in a jar, right? You close a jar, you know, people are trying to get out, you know, they're trying to get out, but then over time they stop trying to get out and then the jars open and then they just stay in the jar. Um, and that's kind of what I think of um, when I think of this idea, because, you know, we, we, we are the masters of our ships, but at the same time, the system that we live under doesn't always allow for people to continue their lives. They still have choices, <laughs> but doesn't always guarantee that um, certain things aren't going to happen to you. I mean, you, you get to choose how you're going to handle that. And so that's kind of a part of narrative on that piece. Um, and, and I, I mean, when it comes to the colors I chose, um, even the placement of certain things, but I also wanted to leave some mystery so that people could kind of come on their own conclusion. Um, Cause that's really important with my work. I, I like to share, you know, have something out there and then, you know, letting people process on their own um, what they can process and what, you know, ready to process so yeah I hope that that's kind of what I when it comes to that piece yeah so um Andy uh our art editor is asking if she can share the story of why she chose the piece for the for the dialogue cover as well do you, do you mind if she tell she'll just oh, share it in the chat so yeah yeah thank you Andy. yeah <laughs> So uh, I, we'll, we'll see if there are other questions from the panelists or others that, that want to jump in here. I've got a million myself, but I'll let others uh, kind of weigh in here. So I've been thinking about the titles of some of your pieces, um, the past and so and um, and uh, and this idea of intergenerational trauma. Uh, coming up too. And it seems to fit so well with some of these topics that we talk about in Latter-day Saint, uh, in the Latter-day Saint context, right? So family history, and we tend to have kind of warm, fuzzy feelings when we talk and think about that. Um, but I'm, I'm really struck by kind of this confrontation of um, of what family history and reckoning with the past, um, you know, really demands of us uh, in a in a faith community that um, that 
takes on the pain of others, right? Who mourn the, you know, folks who are supposed to mourn with those who mourn, right? Um, and so I'm wondering about kind of how you, um, and, and, I, and I'm struck too by, by your thinking um, about how your work, especially as a BYU student was being received and how could you communicate something of this depth of experience and perspective in a way that begins to kind of let people know about these deeper truths. Um, so I just would love to hear you kind of talk more about that and, uh, and kind of choices and navigating and all that. Yeah. So, so you're, and is there like a specific question? Cause I'm like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, um, well, I, so one thing is I was born and raised in Utah. So one thing I learned how to do it and, you know, I learned how to appear uh, and I'm like, how, what's the language when I use this again, just not as a threat. I think I, I heard oftentimes people, you know, that throwing around the angry black woman, though I was angry, uh, <laughs> you know, I never wanted to hear angry, though I was angry. <laughs> but um, I learned how to code switch. I learned how to talk in certain ways that um, would make people feel comfortable because unfortunately at the time, a lot of the people that I knew the only experiences or things that they saw of black people were movies or rap music. Um, and they did you know, <laughs> and that's saying something because there's so much more, but that's what I would often hear. Um, and so growing up, I learned how, and, and, and to be honest, like it's unfortunate because in a way, you know, I wasn't like, I, it, it, I didn't feel safe at times, to be honest, if that makes sense. And that's something that's changing now, um, that has changed. But, um, so when it came to these pieces, because I had that knowledge, I knew kind of how to share my work in ways that could be digested by those around me without um, compromising my thoughts and ideas, because I didn't want to be you know, I didn't want to share work that was like, you know, rainbows and lollipops. You know? But at the same time, I wanted to be able to be digested. I, I understand that when it comes to conversation, if you go someone and say, you're wrong, that person's not really going to listen to you. But if you say something like, hey, I want to share this I, I thought with you, this idea, then people are more apt to kind of hear you out. Um, and so that's kind of how, and again, like, honestly, growing up, the parables were really a way for me to kind of learn how to do that. You know, I was like, oh, that's interesting that he's talking about, you know, this idea, but he's kind of talking about something else. <laughs> and so that's kind of where I got that idea from. So. Yeah, I love that. And I, you know, a lot of times I know in African-American history and, and some and poetry, there's, you know, um, we wear the mask that idea of masking, but I really love the way um, that thinking about this in terms of parables, right? Because you're telling the truth, you're telling your truth, you're telling the truth and it's just, some are gonna get it yeah. um, and be able to kind of move to the next level. Um, but it's also, you know, as you, as you said, like it's full of this grace, right? They can still um, stay in, in love um, and it uh, is a way to express that truth 
in, um, that also kind of fosters unity and the possibility of rising to the next level, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing too is like most of my friends, actually all of my friends, well, not all, I did have so grateful. I had a couple of, of black friends who were amazing. I'm grateful that we were able to, you know, connect, but most of my friends are white. And I also, even though there were some hurtful things I experienced, I also, I loved them and I knew they loved me on a level, you know? And so I think because of that experience, I, that's kind of, you know, you know, I, I that was a way for me to, to kind of be like, here, I kind of want to, let me, I'm going to bring this open, but you know, I'm going to do it in a way that you can digest, you know? And that's kind of why I did what I did. I think, I mean, um, I think, you know, it's fascinating that I think about it, about, you know, how I grew up and what I learned. And I think because of my experience is why my art is the way that it is. I mean, as you guys could see earlier, I mean, I can draw. I kind of wanted to share that. Like I can draw, but I don't like to make art just to make art. You know, for me, it's a way for me. It's so much more to me. It's a way for me to heal. And it's a way for, I, I like connection and, when someone looks at my artwork and they can feel something, I'm like, yes, you know, or the, you know, that's, that's what I'm like, yeah, that's what I want, you know? So. Yeah. Got a, another question here in the chat that I, I I'll just read because it's a really well, well yeah. uh, stated question here. When I saw untitled for the first time, I was overwhelmed because it looked like a black man hanging. The tilt of the head was just enough to make it look like the body was broken. I wasn't prepared for how horrified I felt. Seeing the image without context made the wounds of racism overwhelming to me. As a person of color, it was so visceral and I couldn't get it out of my mind. I needed your words to help me bring this image to, into perspective. How do you help your viewer to not feel re-victimized and bring it around to a place of healing? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I think oftentimes um, when I made my work, it was, it was kind of geared towards those who didn't understand, um, not necessarily for those who did, but, um, because the thing is, is that, um, it, it's like when it comes to that, those, the context of the work, it's, it, it's fascinating because what you said that that was not necessarily an, you know, my intention at all. I think that's fascinating. That's what you saw when you saw the piece because it was more so the white was over his mouth but I think when it comes to pieces like that you know I would love to do more conversations because when it comes to pieces like this that are I think it's better to talk about those things than to just write about it because sometimes words aren't enough communication to express what is going on here you know um and so, and I hope that answers your question because honestly, when I think of that work at the time, I was the only black art student. And so I knew that if I shared something like this, you know, I knew that for my, my, my fellow, my fellow um, you know, colleagues that they didn't quite have that depth of that piece. And so for them, when they saw it, it wouldn't be as traumatic for them. Um, but it was something that I think was important for them to see the severity of what was going on to maybe look at the history, 
because unfortunately a lot of people don't even know the history. And so um, that was kind of the point of my piece. And so, but yeah, I totally get that. That totally makes sense. Yeah, I, I get that because it's a serious thing. So thank you for sharing that with me. Um, yeah. Marlena, when I think back to, to 2013, I think that was around the time of, of Trayvon, maybe it was just right before Ferguson. Um, so it's kind of in the, at the very beginnings, as you yes. mentioned, of the, of the Black Lives Matter movement, where these kinds of um, uh, a, a sort of reemergence of activism around these kinds of questions was happening. Uh, you, you've mentioned a number of times you were the only Black student in the art program there. You were in the UK at the time of, of some of these things. Um, but at the same time, you seem to be connected and learning about these these things, and that's the source of a lot of the kind of emotional reaction that you're that you were having to it. Mm -hmm. What were the what were the places that you were going, or where were you finding community, or finding this history, or or being able to connect to it during that time period where there weren't necessarily natural people around you to to be having those conversations with? Where where were you connecting it? Where were you learning it from? Where were you kind of um, uh, finding your community? Yeah, so for me, like a lot of it, one, my parents did teach me what they could. And so I did have some knowledge, but at the time of that piece, I actually, I think it was before, from my remembering, because I made that piece in response to learning about the slave trade. It was not in response to Trayvon at that time. Um, and I believe that this happened right recently before that, that experience, which I think is interesting <laughs> in and of itself, because it was a, it was definitely not a response to that. Because when that did happen, it definitely um, affected me um, on some level. Um, but um, oh my goodness, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you, uh, you, you started the answer with maybe your parents, or I was just. Oh. Saying where did you find a community or where were you learning? Right. Yeah. So at that time, I, I, I learned, like, I literally would go, I went to the museum when I was in the UK. That was the beginning of it. And I learned about certain things. And then I was so fortunate um, at the time to be a part of the civil rights, uh, this, this group at BYU, where they took students, um, me and one of my best friends were able to be a part of the civil rights um you know, or I'm not, I can't remember. It was like African-American history of civil rights. We, we were able to learn a lot of things that we never were able to learn. And so they took us, we went to Alabama. I learned about all these things and it basically kind of like lit a fire within me because I didn't know any of this. I mean, I did know a little bit. I knew the surface things, but me, you know, for me, I, you know, that being a part of my, you know, lineage, <laughs> I didn't really know the nitty gritty. I didn't understand, I didn't know a lot of, like, obviously what's taught in school, yes, I knew that. But as far as um, the things that I, I, as I'm just gonna assume a lot of people here don't know, I didn't know. And that was kind of the start of, uh, the start of, uh, you know, my feelings towards my work and just, but you know, oddly enough, to be honest though, that I think the interesting thing is when I made all those pieces, patterns, um, untitled, um, land of, that was all when I was in the UK before I had gone on my civil rights trip. So that was more of just, um, 
you know, when I was learning about the slate and I was frustrated because of learning about, you know, the UK and how they dealt with it and then how the US handled it. And that's kind of was my response when it came to, when it came to that. And so, um, so yeah, so that, yeah. <laughs> I think at the time though, when all those things were happening, I was, I was feeling it. <laughs> and, um, and I think it's interesting sometimes when you allow yourself you know, like the title, you know, art, the spiritual language of the soul, you know, I, I definitely was intuitive and I just kind of went with the flow. And I think it's interesting, you know, one that I made that piece and what happened in, you know, in America and then, you know, other pieces that seem to apply. So I have that answers your question, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> Marlena, I have a, I have a question, I guess, relating yeah. several of the, several of the questions in the chat and also my reaction. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a kind of tension in what you're what you've presented uh, between um, us, me, wanting to know more about what what are you saying, what's in this, what's in this piece of work, and you saying I don't want to tell you, I don't want to put the words <laughs> to it, and and I want your reaction, and I and but but. And I, it's a number of questions, a number of the questions in the chat are, tell us more, tell us more. But part of what you're doing right here is what I want. Now I'll go to me personally. That is, I don't actually want you to tell me in words, in a didactic kind of lecture way, this is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But um, this is the setting. This is what was happening in my life when I made this piece. Yeah. This is the paper I used. Um, these colors are relevant because they came from. Um, notice the white is across his mouth. Um, that adds so much to me. And that's something, it's a little different than these are the words I'm, you know, this is the message. But this, notice this, this is important. This is where it came from. Um, that's a richness that I'm really valuing and it's it's a kind of response to the questions people are asking tell us more tell us more about this work um yeah hey. <laughs> yeah um okay yeah i i will i mean, i guess i'll start um uh, let me start with uh pattern um and and first off before i begin I think sometimes when I make my work, it's really kind of intuitive. I didn't always think necessarily that, oh, I'm going to do this and this is what's going to mean. It was kind of like me trusting myself and just letting my emotion just take over, if that makes sense. I didn't always research or think, okay, if I put use this color, this is, you know, this is why, you know, for instance, let me explain. Untitled, that piece. In the beginning, when I saw that that piece, that photograph, that image, um, there was there was something on his mouth, and so what I did was like, oh, I don't want that there, and I used the paint, the white, and I found that fascinating, <laughs> and it just kind of all came together. So I have to be honest, some of those those things that I did was kind of intuitive. I didn't necessarily go out and think, oh, I need to use white paint and then this is gonna mean this. It was also just like, this is how I feel. This is what works. And then when I look back at it, I was like, oh my goodness, this is exactly how, like, this is, does that make sense? So some of my pieces 
kind of was intuitive. I didn't necessarily always, um, and those were my best pieces, I feel, when I just let myself make something. <laughs> just let myself be vulnerable and make something. Um, so with pattern, like when it came to the prints though, um, those ones are more intentional because I made the print, I processed it, you know, the material that I use. Um, but for my print per se, um, I was just riveted when I learned about the slave trade um, because I actually didn't understand like how they, the, how the bodies were laid in the ship and how people were transported, like, you know, like they were human. And I think a part of me, because that's a part of my ancestral makeup, I don't believe that it wasn't necessarily healed, if that makes sense. It was almost like I could still feel that. I mean, there's times when I was in Utah where I did not feel safe. And it wasn't because somebody was threatening me or doing things, but there are things I just had not, there were things that weren't healed. And I didn't, I, I had a hard time with certain things. And so um, when it came to that particular piece, um, you know, I really related on me. So I called it patterns because, you know, history tends to repeat itself um, in ways. And oftentimes as it repeats itself, it might look different. Um, and, and so I literally made it into a pattern and that's why I called it pattern. Um, and, and, and again, they were laid in patterns. So there's like so many layers to that piece um, for patterns. Um, that's why I did that. And then, um, so yeah. And then when it came to um, even the newest piece I, I created called So, it's kind of a series like based on that piece and kind of, you know, you sow what you reap, you reap what you sow. And um, America, you know, it's kind of been, there's a lot of genocide and, and a lot of unfortunate things that went down as America was kind of created. <laughs> and, and not just with African-Americans, but natives and, you know, and others. And so that's kind of where so came. And I didn't want to necessarily be like, oh, you know, death of the flag or something, because that's that that kind of doesn't allow for more of like the understanding of the layers to come to come through and the complexity because like you know for me when it came to that particular piece i've always wanted to to feel like i could i've always wanted to feel like i belonged here but deep down i never really have i mean i every time the flag came up there was a part of me that was just like i can't pledge I, I, I'm having a hard time pledging because of my history and the things that haven't been looked at and healed. And so anyway, I could talk a lot. <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't talk a lot about these pieces because I talk a lot about pieces. Marlena, so does that help? <laughs> yes. If I can interject just for a second and add that um, just for your, your piece swept under the rug, you, I mean, great, very graciously accepted an award from dialogue for that, um, for that piece. Um, and if I could just say that, obviously me knowing you from BYU in those BYU days and often having that same face <laughs> that you mentioned, yeah. I, you know, that that's, we're here. Um, yeah. But I think, I mean, as important, you know, in dialogue, we, that's, those are the voices that we amplify that, right? That we try to, that we try to um, make sure don't go unheard. And I think, uh, I mean, I, I absolutely love the way that you have decided to take your art, right? Because I think it goes to who you are as well. Using the symbolism, I think it 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 shows us, you know, that that's even everyone here. We're trying to egg you on. Tell us, tell us, tell us. 
you it's just it's not you right to say um even um and uh, I think that's even an important part about other people's pain you know um at least for me where we 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 want to hear but a lot of times we just need to sit back and think um you know and just think and uh, I really appreciate your art for that um I mean personally listening to Swept in the Rug at first I felt anger then I, I felt scared and then hopeful and then thought huh so I, th those were those were my trains of thought as I even I, as I went through that and and I'm sure everyone who I, obviously everyone will have a different different opinion and a different um, emotions from it but for you as an artist as you you know as people either talk to you or communicate with you the kind of feelings that they have um, you know kind of how we think about the parables right I, I can imagine Christ he shares his parable and he says you know he says whatever he says and he and several people come to him with all the different things they thought and they're like. And he's just sitting there like, huh, you really, that's what really what you got. You didn't get the rest of this. You know, do you ever feel that way? Do you ever feel like, you know, disappointed by the audience? I mean, you had that, you know, terrible experience, you know, that you, you know, you, you couldn't even create art for a long time, you know? Um, I don't know if Christ ever felt that way. You know, he said, I'm done sharing, you know, no one's listening. Um, how Do you ever feel that way? Have you gotten to a point where your art is, for others, is it less for you? Like how 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 do those things, um, you know, how does how does that kind of interplay and interconnect for you? Yeah. So, um, you know, I will that that first time when I got that critique, that was the time where I was like, oh dang, <laughs> you know, because I was like, look at this, <laughs> and then and I was so excited, and then I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> Um, shock art, really? <laughs> um, so that was kind of the beginning. And, and, and honestly, that was the biggest thing because I stopped making work for four years and I decided, that's why I didn't get my BFA. I got my BA and I was like, okay, I'm going to teach art and I'm going to, that's my role. Um, and that's kind of, unfortunately, where I went when I kind of got that reaction. I think, I think the hardest thing for me was actually like my BYU days, just because I had, you know, I mean, obviously it's about you and what you think, it's more important how you feel about it, but at the same time, you know, it would be nice <laughs> if you had some recognition, you know, I think the hard thing too is like when I did, I mean, uh, granted, I don't want to assume anything because I could have been wrong, but because I was so fragile, at that time, my, my show, my senior show was in the bottom of the library in an area that a lot of people couldn't see it. And I think that kind of, unfortunately, when I was still, you know, like at the beginnings of my, my career, I just kind of took that as like, oh, not that good, maybe I should just teach art, you know? And um, so that's kind of where that came from. But I will say now though, now where I'm at, especially because I've had a lot of healing, I've had therapy. <laughs> Um, I've had, I went through a lot and because I went through that, I don't really care, you know, so I'll, I'll share a piece and if people don't resonate with it, then it, it, that's fine. And that's kind of why, you know, I love to use symbols because it's like, oh, if someone doesn't understand it, like usually when I show, like when I've shared the flag, oh, they're like, oh, it's a flag moving on, you know, for those who don't, didn't see the bodies. <laughs> um, and, and so, and so like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's kind of you know, letting people kind of, you know, I really think, you know, where I'm at, I'm kind of at this point where 
It's like, if people want to see it and they're ready, then great. If they're not, that's their, that's where they're at. And I respect people for where they're at. And that's kind of where I am now. And, you know, with the flag, that piece was a little bit more bold. I mean, granted, they all have their own, they have their own images, but I think if people know what, what, you know, those, those, the symbols are, and they see the flag, I'm like, oh, that, that piece, I definitely had people were not quite, there were people that were, who resonated with it and they loved it. And there was other people that were like, that gave them a bad taste in their mouth because of how they felt about X, Y, and Z. And I'm at that point where that's fine, you know, but this is my truth and I'm going to share my truth. And those who, those, you know, who it can resonate and that's for them, then that's awesome because I've had a lot of people come to me and they're just, you know, it's cool that they can resonate with it. And it's just like, they're like, Marlena, I felt the same way. Like, you know, there's something about art um, that provides a lot of layers. You know, sometimes when you just tell your story, it, it it's, it's easy for people to misunderstand. And that's why I think, again, the parables or the idea of kind of, you know, using like, trying to like model after Christ and using parables has been so beneficial for me and being able to share my, my truth in a way that is totally, people can have their agency and choose to look into it. And then if they don't want to, that's great, move on. So that's kind of like how I've, I've come. And so like, just side note, like I made this piece this, this year or last year, I can't remember, COVID, but uh, okay. <laughs> it was kind of like, but I'm, I'm now making more work. I'm in the process of making more portraits um, and um, I will, you'll see more work from me now. Um, but yeah, I hope that answers the question. <laughs> we have a lot of other questions in uh, the chat and probably not enough time to get to all of them. Do any of our panelists wanna raise just uh, maybe one or, or maybe two more and, and uh, we should probably start to close things down, but any others that you wanna really highlight here? Oh, not me, right? You're talking about no the other the other <laughs> panelists. Yeah, we'll let them pick out which questions they want to highlight. Yeah, sorry, you're you, you're you're off the hook for a second. <laughs> I think if I could pick out one um, here, they asked, um, "Where do you hope LDS art goes in the future? Multicultural, multi-experiential? Does your faith experience have a place in the art community?" Yeah. So where where I'm currently at, I'm not necessarily practicing, um, but at the same time. I do respect, you know, a lot of the ideas and I, I still want to hold it with me, but I think, um, actually, can you, can you repeat the question? I already like, yeah, pretty, <laughs> it's pretty much, does your faith experience have a place in the art community? Like, how, Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I think because of my upbringing, like it's always going to be a part of my work. And so like, I think my, the biggest thing that I am interested in doing is showing different perspectives. You know, I, I've been talking with other artists and, you know, other female artists, especially, and we talked about, I wonder what it would be like if, you know, in the, in the Bible or the, the Book of Mormon or whatever, that they kind of shared the perspective of the women. What, what would that piece look like? What would, what would, what would certain um, scriptures or certain ideals look like in the perspective of women, you know, and just kind of sharing different perspectives, kind of bringing more, you know, depth to some of these stories. And, and, and so those are some things that, you know, I've been wanting to kind of look at and even, you know, looking at the creation and just sharing a different perspective and just 
because it's so, there's so much more, I think, to a lot of these ideas because yes, you know, um, words are beautiful, poetry, beautiful, but sometimes it doesn't always share the whole picture, you know? And I think that's an important thing. And again, these are just also, you know, as you, as you create work, these are, you know, your perspectives. It's not necessarily, you know, you know, what's going on, but I think there's something interesting when, you know, cause we're all, you know, connected, you know, in some way, it's interesting to kind of see, you know, what, uh, you know, what other people think of when they, when they hear certain things and it kind of, oh, I never thought of that. You know, it kind of brings more and more depth to certain, certain things. So, yeah. And if you could make a quick mention of your solo show coming up. Oh, <laughs> well, um, this was like figured out like yesterday, but um, yeah, I'll be doing a solo show next year, I think around March time or something. Um, and again, too, if anyone has any more questions, you can email me at marlenawilding um, at gmail.com. Like, I don't mind answering more questions. In fact, I would prefer if, um, like, especially with that comment about someone said, you know, hey, like, I saw this piece and it kind of brought, it was traumatic for me. Please email me and I would love to talk to you one-on-one. -on -one. And I actually prefer that than um, kind of sharing my thoughts and feelings to everyone. And I think that's kind of like, I, I'd rather talk to you personally to share, you know, to, to yeah, express and share. So, yeah. Marlena, what a wonderful hour that we've gotten to spend with you and, and hear so many fascinating stories and, and see the your your own evolution as an artist and to, to hear all of these, uh, the backstories behind so many of these powerful pieces. It was really a pleasure. Um, so thank you so much for your time tonight. You're welcome. Our, be <laughs> our benediction is offered by Esther Kendari, who has a BFA from BYU Hawaii, an MFA from Liberty University, and has studied at the New York Academy of Art and interned with Joseph Brickley. Ricky, uh, her work has been exhibited, purchased, and published in cities across the country, including New York, Chicago, Salt Lake City, and San Francisco. She currently lives in Utah County with her husband, Stephen Christiansen, and an ever-growing collection of miniature cacti. Esther. <laughs> Our dear Heavenly Father, we are grateful for this opportunity to gather as brothers, as sisters, as seekers of truth and beauty. We are grateful for the words and wisdom and vulnerability that Marlena has shared with us. Please bless that we can be able to carry them with us into our ongoing lives and to allow them to open our hearts and our minds to both the pain and the beauty around us and that we can allow that to inform our decisions and deepen our empathy. We are grateful for the knowledge of heavenly parents who love us and a savior who has sacrificed for us. Please help us to move forward in the hope and the strength of that knowledge and in the strength of the community that we build together. And we say these things in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Dialogue Podcast Network. So much.